So good afternoon, everyone. I just wanted to come back and kind of share a little bit of my experiences with trying to conceive and how it's affected me and what am I currently doing to <clears throat> have a little bit of faith. Okay, so last year, um, 2019, I found out that I had uterine fibroids, um, which was totally um, alarming to me because I didn't understand what it was. I've never heard of uterine fibroids. I've never heard of any of my girlfriends, moms, aunts, grandmas, never uh, brung that up to me. Um, so yeah, so I found out that I had uterine fibroids last year. Um, and what made me want to go and check to see... I mean, what made me want to um, go to the doctor is because I was having like some symptoms that I figure are not completely normal for women. Um, some of my symptoms would really come around the time of menstruation and the symptoms were very bad, extremely bad pain. Um, I mean, when I say bad pain, I mean pain to the point where I couldn't walk. Um, I was always taking hot baths to kind of soothe the pain, taking a lot of um, Motrin and Tylenol, which would only work for maybe about an hour or two. So I find myself taking maybe more than four, which we're not supposed to do. So something deep down inside told me that it wasn't normal for me to be experiencing this. So I went to my OBGYN. Um, I've had I had a pap smear done and it basically um so basically my OBGYN told me that my uterus was feeling um abnormal and she sent me for a transvaginal ultrasound. A transvaginal ultrasound is basically a little um tube it's like a little magic wand that kind of has like a little camera on it and they stick it up inside of you to see inside of your um your ovaries everything uterus fallopian tubes things of that nature so um with having that done uh they told me that I had five for fibroids that they found um and that completely devastated me. Um, so that was February of 2019. Uh, let's move along to, so February, March, April, April. So in April, I had a MRI with dye for my uterus uh, so that they can actually see more of what was going on. Um, and then uh, it went from five uterine fibroids to actually having 10. And I've had, I had uh, uterine fibroids on my walls of my uterus, on top of my uterus, inside the cavity of my uterus, which was causing um, my pain, which was actually stopping me from being able to conceive because where the fibroids were located, they were blocking my tubes. Um, so after that, I went and had a liposcopic HSG for them to flush my tubes with dye. Um, they basically opened up my tubes, which was in April. No, I'm sorry, February, March, May. I'm sorry, guys, May 8th. Um, so after that, the doctor talked to me about having a uterine fibroid embolization, which is where they use a small catheter to shrink the fibroids. Um, and then they also gave me option to have a 
abdominal myomectomy, which is similar to having a C-section. So I, I did my research. I looked at the risk of having these two uh, procedures. One was minimally invasive, meaning that I could go in, get it done, and be able to continue go back to work. And one was a major surgery, which I went to. I actually decided to have the major surgery because I just wanted the fibroids out completely. Um, so April six or April eighth, I've I had a abdominal myomectomy, liposcopic, uh, where they went inside of my uterus and they removed all the fibroids. Um, and that was um, a really tough recovery. It took me about a couple of months to recover. Um, it was really, it was really, really, really uh, stressful, very painful. Um, because I couldn't really walk and put too much pressure. I was supposed to be um, on bed rest, but I'm just a busybody, so I like to just do stuff on my own. And um, so, yeah, I had the myomectomy. I stayed in the hospital, I believe, for about two or three days because they had to watch me. Um, so after that, let's say, oh, recovery room was kind of scary because when I woke up, I had to have two blood transfusions. Sorry about the noise, guys. That's my uh, alerts on my phone. So when I woke up, I kind of went into like a shock because I lost a lot of blood. I had to have two blood transfusions, which was very scary because my body was really like... I don't know. That was the worst pain. It felt like someone threw me in like an ice cold pond and just left me there. It was like really painful. Um, and also on top of that, I, I had a bad, uh, what do they call the uh, patient transporters, the ones who transport you from recovery back to your room. I had a very rude uh, patient transporter who was very rough with me. Um and that kind of took my took a toll on me emotionally because I was in so much pain. I had stitches. I couldn't walk, couldn't sneeze, couldn't cough. Like everything would hurt, laughing, everything. Um, so that patient transporter, me and her had kind of had words with each other because I just asked her politely to not hit the bumps because I just got out of recovery and I could feel every little bump on the ground as she was transporting me to my room. And she was an older woman. She kind of, you know, caught an attitude with me. Um, maybe it's the way that I said it because I was in so much pain. We all know when we're in pain, we kind of tend to scream or yell. And I do believe that kind of made her reflect, uh, react in the way that she reacted with attitude. And she started cursing at me. That was kind of like the worst thing that I had happened to me as far as like having major surgery because people in the hospital are supposed to show unconditional love and, and, and empathy regardless of the situation. And this particular lady was very mean to me. So once I got into my room and into my bed, I did complain to the nurses. They actually got the director of the hospital to come into my room. I basically explained, um, you know, what happened and how, you know, as a patient and, and just coming out of a major surgery, how I thought it was not professional. She didn't show any empathy or sympathy for me being in pain. 
Um, and so the hospital reassured me that they would look into it. It will be an investigation. Um, they tried to offer me a cheap $20 gift card. Um, and I refused, uh, just wanted action to be taken. Um, so yeah, so for those couple of days, I was just in on, on bed rest, which I was a high risk of falling because of the surgery. Um, so maybe I believe on like day two of me being in the hospital, they had me walk around because they wanted, you know, me to just walk around and they were saying blood pressure, need to get my legs right and blood needs to flow and all of these things. Um, so I did go ahead and walk around a little, which was very painful. Um, and so the day of going home finally comes. I'm very excited about going home because we all know hospital beds are nothing compared to our beds at home. <laughs> and so I was very, very relieved to go home. Um, I had family and friends come by with balloons and get well cards. Kind of made me feel very special and loved. Um, so yeah, so come home. I am on bed rest, really not supposed to do anything, but me being the independent person that I am and me being the person that likes to do for herself, I was actually hopping, <laughs> like really moving slow, like a little snail, a little turtle or something, just moving really slow um, to do the things that I needed to do in my home, which was like cleaning and things like that, because I just can't sit um, and see my house looking a, a crazy hot mess. Um, so yeah, so recovery was very stressful because I couldn't go outside. I couldn't do anything. All of my friends were out having a good time. I mean, I couldn't do anything, which was very stressful. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit of, um, my procedure and my recovery and what I was doing at home. Um, if any of you ladies have ever heard of myomectomy, uh, please share your story with me, um, or have, um, I'm sorry, please share your story with me, or I'm also looking for women who's had myomectomies and also have had successful live births, live pregnancies, healthy babies, carried healthy babies. So, um, oh, and also want to share this. So after my myomectomy, which was done in April, May, June, July, August, four months later, my doctor cleared me to go ahead and start trying to conceive, which I was successful. Me and my husband got pregnant in September, which was like the best to ever happen to me because I have been trying for years. I would say we've been trying probably over five or seven years and we didn't know that this problem existed with me as far as my uterus. So I was very happy to know that I have conceived in September. So the day that I found out I conceived, it was September the 18th. Um, I took a first response pregnancy test because I started having like these smells. Like I was having like a musty smell. I just kept no matter where I went or what I did or how much perfume or incense I sprayed, I just started having that smell. And then I also had a friend of mine who called and she was like, oh, I just had a dream that you're pregnant. I think you should take a test. And um, 
I was really in disbelief. And I'm like, girl, it's not, uh, I know I'm not pregnant. It can't be uh, this fast, you know, this soon. We just started trying in August. So um, after me and her got off the phone, I actually have uh, these two apps that I like to use. One is called Glow for women trying to conceive. And the other is called Avia Fertility App. So my Avia Fertility App, after I got off the phone, popped up and said, you should take a pregnancy test today. And I'm like, this is unreal. I have her calling saying she had the dream. And then I have my apps telling me that today is the day you should take a test. So long story short, I took a first response and I saw two beautiful pink lines, which I was I was in shock. I was in doubt. I was like in disbelief, sad, happy, everything at one time. All these feelings hit me. But I couldn't believe it. So I actually took another first response test. And to my surprise, there were two beautiful pink lines. Um, so I immediately got on the phone and dialed my OBGYN. I actually have her cell phone number and the office number, but I was so excited that I called her on her cell phone and she picked up maybe on a third ring. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm finally pregnant. And so she's like, well, come in so we could do urine and blood just to make sure. So uh, the doctor's actually on the corner of my house, which is really convenient for me. So she's like, oh, well, you can just walk across the street. Let's go. Come in now. So I went in, um, called, no, sorry, after that, after the, I'm sorry, guys, I'm so excited. After the pregnancy test, I called my husband video chat and I showed him and I'm like crying, oh, honey, we're pregnant. So he was so, so excited. He left work. And then in the process of him uh, leaving work, I'm on the phone with my OBG and I'm telling her, oh, I just want to come in. She's like, okay, yeah, we need to do urine and blood. So uh, husband comes home, we go uh, to the doctor's office, Um, I pee in the cup, we do blood work, and to my surprise, I am officially pregnant, (laughs) confirmed by my doctor, so now we're we're ecstatic, We're, we're, we're shocked, we're happy, we're blessed, we're just like, all of this journey that we went through finally paid off. So remind you guys, it was September 18th, 2019, when we found out. God allowed me to keep this baby. Um, God allowed me to keep that baby for about a week. And then sadly, on September 23rd, I woke up maybe about four or five in the morning with cramping and I went to the ER and they basically uh, told me that my HCG levels were not you know, um, progressing like they should and that they believe that I was having a miscarriage. So yeah, I'm going to end it here so that I can go into my next episode and talk about miscarriages and how it affects you and things of that nature. But I do appreciate you all listening. And again, if you have any questions or if I left anything out, please remind me to share or just ask. Um, and thank you so much. And I shall return with my miscarriage story.